0: Hi friend, my name is Danielle Halloran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today I'm joined by three very special women, Meg, Julie, and Jess of Sip and Script. If you are a fellow calligrapher or lettering artist listening, you probably already know what Sip and Script is, and I'm so excited to jump into everything behind the scenes and chat with you ladies all about the business, so thank you so much for coming on. If you want to just get started by giving a brief introduction of yourselves, I know we've got three ladies on the podcast today, so it's going to be a very jam-packed and fun interview, but if you just want to give a brief introduction to the listeners...
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Meg and I learned calligraphy back in 2013. I was getting married, so I self-taught. One I was obsessed with signs and everything that I saw on Pinterest. So I wanted to create my own pieces for my wedding, um, which then turned into people asking me to make them signs after that. Um, And at the time we are we are Boston-based, so at the time there were only a handful of calligraphers in the city. And um I knew of Julie and I knew she had her own business too. And then we ended up meeting at a wedding vendor event in 2015 and, and casually talked about hosting a class together. Um, and that's where we met. And so then the few months later, we decided to do a holiday card making class. And that was our technical, our technically our first sip and script was December of 2015. Uh, so that's kind of the quick overview of my background and how I got into it. And Julie has a similar story too.
2: Yes. So I started, I learned calligraphy when I had two kids at home. They were how old were they? They were three and one. So I kind of wanted to do something creative when they were sleeping or, you know, at the end of the day, just to kind of wind down. So it was um it was really fun. I loved it and just kind of put myself out there for taking on clients. I think I put something on Facebook saying, you know, we're doing, I'm doing weddings now and thinking, you know, maybe someone I would get business. And we ended up doing, you know, 50 weddings that first year. So it kind of went crazy all of a sudden. And that's when I met Meg at the big fake wedding and the rest is history with Sip and Script.
0: That's Wonderful. I feel like a lot of things in small business, especially just like starting off, starting your own business just happen kind of organically like that, where you just find a passion for something you enjoy. And then all of a sudden it's snowballing into something so much bigger than you ever even thought to begin with. At what point were you like, okay, this sip and script class type of back end idea, we can turn this into something like larger scale? Because I feel like that's such a unique business structure that isn't something that
1: just like pops into your head. So like kind of how was that process? I'll jump in and say that it's exactly how you said, like it was just very organic. Um, Julie and I taught every single class for two years. So after our first holiday card making class, that first one in December 2015, we would throw up a couple more like for Valentine's Day and then like periodically. And I would say we did that for a year before it really got popular around the city of Boston. We were doing up to like four classes a week all over New England. Um, And so when we started getting more and more popular, people started reaching out like, hey, can you come here for a class? Hey, can you do this for a class? And it just just started expanding that way. And we're like, okay, we would drive like four hours for a class sometimes. Yeah.
2: I am like, we literally just started going to all those places. So we're like, okay, this would probably be easier if people were already in these territories. And it's really,
1: you know, it's not like we were a business background. It wasn't like we're like, okay, hey, here's a business idea. Let's let's just scale this and grow as fast as possible. We really were, you know, careful to just do, like work out all the kinks between Julie and I before bringing on an instructor that eventually became, hey, maybe that is something we could do, um, which is when we met Jess who's here today.
0: <laughs> awesome. So how has that kind of transitioned just to joining this team and starting
3: that expansion? So back when I joined, I was in the wedding industry doing calligraphy work, doing signage, and I loved it, but it's, I mean, the amount of time that you go and take to do like an envelope job is so, it's so many hours and I was still working full time. So it was just becoming kind of hard to manage. Um, So when I came across Sip and Script, it was Meg and Julie just kind of like teaching wherever they could. And I messaged them and I was like, I love what you guys are doing. They were looking for a summer intern. So I was like, let me do this. I just want to like work with people who have calligraphy experience. Back then it was like, people didn't really talk about their process at all. So it was a lot of like self-discovery in the lettering world. So I was just like, obsessed with Meg and Julian like let me join like let me just like learn about this Um, and then flash forward months later I ended up joining and started teaching and left my full-time job to teach full-time and do calligraphy orders and now I work full-time at the company as the operations manager and we onboard girls every week there's um, about 60 instructors currently so we've Grown pretty quickly now, um, especially post pandemic. So,
2: yes, we want to jump in and say that when Jess initially reached out to us, um, we were we were like, um, "This she's way too overqualified to be our intern." <laughs> so that's why we kind of it took months for us to you know we we obviously got back to her and said, "Hey, let us um, give us a little bit. We're gonna work something out." So in the meantime, Meg and I were that's when we discussed you know expanding and having Jess be an instructor, but from a business standpoint, you know, we found a lawyer, just had to kind of like get our ducks in a row, which of course took months. We, you know, usually in this day and age, you think you can do that in a day, but um, definitely took a lot longer than we thought. So we were so excited and we kind of wanted to do it right with Jess. We knew she was special and um, we wanted her to join something that was, special too, instead of us running around crazy, not knowing what we were doing, which was also the case, but we, at least we had some contracts available. That's awesome. I feel like it's so
0: difficult when something like this grows more rapidly and goes in a different direction that like you weren't anticipating. And it's like, you know, I need to do all of these things, but like, you don't even know where to start or like, how even to begin so I can't imagine like the mountain of this whole entire project how absolutely insane that was at the beginning especially just even you saying that like you're driving four hours here and there and like that is just crazy do you have instructors like all over the country now or is it regional and looking to expand kind of where are you at with that now
1: yes yeah, so we have we have all over every single time zone. Um, We are expanding actively right now. So our main uh, point in focus for starting Script, we really just wanted a fun class that wasn't too intimidating for people. Again, back in 2015, at the time, it was just like these really, really serious calligraphy classes for for people who do it professionally. Um, Calligraphy, like copper plate calligraphy has so many rules and like your your strokes have to be perfect your letters have to be perfectly spaced out. That just wasn't me and Julie's style. Um, We're like more whimsical and kind of like all over the place. So we wanted to create a class where you could like ask your best friend to come with you to class or your mom or your sister and not have to have them spend $300 to go with you. Um, so we are like, how can we do that, you know, in a fun social environment, um, but also like maybe people fall in love with calligraphy while they're here and create a side hustle for themselves and learn, because we do have a lot of instructors on our team now that originally took our classes. So it's really like fun full goal to see. Uh, so we want we love calligraphers that are, you know, they know the vibe. It's fun. It's casual. Like we don't take ourselves too seriously. It's really just a fun working environment, like as a team.
0: Oh, that's really cool. That must be such a fun kind of transition to see like someone who just maybe had taken your class on a whim and then fell in love with calligraphy through there and now has like a job position working as an instructor, which is just such a full circle
1: moment. That must be so crazy to see. Yeah, we love it. And we try to tell students that too when they get to class, like you never know, like you might just love it and want to jump in and start teaching, so...
0: That's so true. Now, do you all come up with the kind of content for the class? Is it a regimented structure like every single class is the same or are there different variations or like anything along those lines?
2: Yep, so all of the classes it is a a structured layout, but the cool thing is is that each calligrapher is different, their style of writing is different, so you really get to make it your own while sticking to the basics. So that's why we love having calligraphers be able to talk about how they got into calligraphy, talk about, um, you know, their own business as well, because a lot of times someone will be checking out our class and they really see kind of how much hard work and practice goes into getting those gorgeous Pinterest worthy envelopes. So our calligraphers will still get a wedding job through the class. Um, So it really works out um, for everyone.
0: Oh, that's so neat. Now I can imagine that like scheduling and things like that, like the back end side of this, talking about all the fun stuff. But I imagine that that is a big responsibility and can be, I don't know, maybe a headache at times. I wouldn't even know how to approach like setting up classes at different venues and scheduling and everything like that. So is that something that you all handle or is that something that's outsourced by another person, different company?
1: Yeah, we have. There is obviously a lot of logistics that go into it. And just Julie and I teaching every single class for the first like two, two and a half, three years. Like I still taught. We are still teaching. I mean, we do all our virtual classes to corporate classes. We still do that. But Mm -hmm. um, just knowing, just learning through all of that and figuring out what worked, what didn't. I think because we had such a good foundation of years and years and years of practice, it wasn't like a rushed thing. We're like, let's just figure this out quick. We've Mm -hmm. truly seen it all. So we were able to develop our program for the instructors. So if you're a calligrapher and you get to the point in your business where you're thinking about teaching, that's when we would love to talk to you. Um, We like to handle like all the back end. So customer service, all of the the switching and handling all of that like we want our calligraphers to just show up at their venue teach their class have fun for an hour and a half and then go home Um, so that's kind of how we split split it up and that's our goal for them and we teach them every single step of the way we have all the email templates like this is how you reach out to a venue this is what you're looking for Um, this is the script like minute by minute like this is what you say and when this is how you progress a student at what time so we have it all mapped out for them
0: Wow, that is pretty awesome, especially for small business owners who, like, I even know starting off, I've never done a class because it just felt so intimidating for me. Like, before COVID, I was really, like, that was one of my goals. I was like, I'm going to do an in-person class, and then I started looking into it, and I was like, I, this is just Like, way too much. I can't do it. And I feel like there's so many other calligraphers and small business owners out there who feel the exact same way. Like, once they get to a class, they'll know what to do, but it's all the back end stuff. So, that's pretty awesome that you all have a system in place to just handle all of that to just make it really easy and simple for the instructors to just focus on what they love. And it's much less intimidating when all of that stuff is just taken care of and have a little roadmap to follow. I love that. That's just so wonderful.
1: Yeah. And it's also great. Like the whole team works together. We're talking all day. Like every day we have uh, Slack is where we chat with everyone. So the entire team is always hyping each other up. And I think that's another huge help for new calligraphers coming on. They get like the hype of 60 other girls. Cheering them on and like teaching them the way as well, like and always sharing advice, even if it's for like wedding work or custom work, materials, whatever it is, we're always helping each other out.
2: Yeah, because I remember when we started, it was just, I mean, it was me in my dining room practicing at my dining room table. And I was home with two kids. I was a stay-at-home mom. So my husband would get home from work and I'd want to talk about weddings and clients and stuff, and you know, the the eyes would glaze over. So just having this um, community of where people can talk about weddings and jobs and pricing and stuff like that, where um, you usually don't have that community. So it's it's really something special and something we love about it.
0: That really is really wonderful because all of these uh, instructors have their own business. And, you know, they're probably working for themselves, whether they work A corporate job or full time job on top of it. But when you have your own business, you don't have like an office or that community of people who are going through the same thing. I think that's why so many people love social media to connect with other small business owners, like in their niche. But having something like this, you have like 60 instructors who are all in the same niche thrown together not working like the same nine to five full-time job, but they have some job in common that brings them together. And now they're opened up to this wonderful community of all similar like-minded working individuals. And that's a really amazing resource to have just even aside from the classes and things like that, just that in itself is pretty awesome as a small business owner.
1: Yeah. we were are thankful too. They're all just so, so incredibly talented and hardworking. Like we're always like, I don't know how we got this lucky to like meet all these people across the country. You know, everyone's just working towards the same goal and wanting to help each other. So we really are protective of that and, and just love it so much.
0: Oh, that is so sweet. Now I know we t- touched like briefly on COVID and like virtual and being home and things like that, but how has the past like couple years been for your business? I know that there's probably lots of highs and lows. I know that in some ways it's been great for our industry because a lot of people have picked up like different hobbies and things like that, just being at home and experimenting with different things. But of course, that also comes with all of the challenges that the past couple of years have presented. So kind of how has that shift looked like in the business over the past couple of years?
2: Well, I think we started in the beginning of 2020. It was hard because we really just started hitting our stride. We had, um, I remember Jess had um, added about 20 instructors um, because we're like, 2020 is going to be our year. Let's do this. (laughs) Um, So we had just added on 20 instructors. We were getting them ready. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, the last two instructors had joined like, March 10th or something and the world shut down on March 14th. So we went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. We had to cancel over 60 classes over the next couple months. So um that was very humbling. And, you know, mm-hmm. we got our our taste of customer service in all different shapes and sizes. But really just the throughout the pandemic, just Keeping high morale, um, keeping everyone motivated was really our goal while also trying to find virtual corporate events, which Jess can definitely tell more about.
3: Yeah, we we had to switch over because like really our bread and butter are are our in-person classes. That's where we have that full environment where people just come together and learn something. And having to kind of give that feeling in a virtual setting was really challenging. So we started switching over to... Virtual events and corporate events. So I was going through emailing hundreds and hundreds of companies, just kind of like cold emailing, asking like, now that your team is clearly home, are you looking to do something to bring everybody together? Um, And I think we spent, I don't even know, weeks emailing corporate uh, companies and finally got a good amount of classes going, which was great because virtual events became kind of our lifeline at that point.
1: Yeah, we used to, we'd love when we'd get someone to confirm, you know, a corporate class. Mm -hmm. It's really, it was very interesting. Like Julie said, we still, all of this was going down and we still had like a brand new team of instructors here with us. And we're like, we swear it's fun. Like once we can do in-person classes, you'll love it. we but going from, you know, it really did take a hit on our business. Like we would go from, you know, what we used to make in a day, maybe in one month with virtual. So it really did. It was scary. And we just kind of focused on what we could and control what we could with the virtual and the kids and how we would teach online and
2: opened up some credit cards. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we did, you know, we had to furlough Jess. We, she was hired in 2020 officially full time. You know, we ha- we went through a lot, but it's easy to talk about now because we're on the other mm-hmm. side of it and we're doing better than we were uh, before the pandemic now. So we're very thankful, but it was a very, very interesting little time
0: yeah. in our business. And it takes, I mean, it's very impressive from all of you that it takes so much quick thinking, you know, obviously no one's ever gone through something like this, especially running a business that relies so heavily on in-person events that just quick thinking mindset of like, all right, well, we need to completely shift what we're doing. So like, what can we do now? Like the idea of the virtual and reaching out to corporate, like that's such an incredible idea where you're working with corporate businesses before, or was that kind of like a shift in a new
2: direction for you? We were working with, um, we were doing corporate events before, but they were, it was going into, um, going to their offices Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had such a blast with that. And at first we're like, Oh, we kind of, we hadn't even thought about virtual, but We kind of, you know, went with the flow and we kind of, we did have fun with the virtual events. Yeah. yeah. It was was cool the way we set up the cameras where you could see there was a camera just on Meg's pen. So you could actually see the time separating. So it was kind of a cool view that you wouldn't get from an in-person class. Um, And it was nice, you know, people sitting on a Zoom call that wasn't a work meeting. So they would you know, with sip and script, have a glass of wine, just, you know, relax a little. So it was, it was nice seeing that.
1: And we worked with really, yeah, we worked with really awesome brands too, like Stitch Fix and Tinder and just really cool places that we were able to connect that I don't know that we would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. I remember like when we first were like, okay, now we need to uh, ship kits. Julie's like, we don't ship ink normally. Like, how do we do that without it being like a black mess when they get it? And I remember like we'd Google, how do they seal like almond milk, like, and look up like the heat conductor. And so Julie got the machine in her office and like was sealing ink pots with this machine.
2: We still do uh, virtual events because especially for Valentine's Day coming up, we're doing quite a few of those. Um, and, you know, some, it was nice when we switched to virtual because in the beginning there'd be some people being like, oh, you don't have classes in my area, but a changed from now you, have now you can take yeah. a class with us um and maybe you'll pick it up and you'll bring sip and script to your area so we kind of looked at that as a, a as a positive as well yeah
0: oh my gosh that's what i mean like such quick thinking like all of these things that you just need to just learn on a fly and pivot and i really credit you all for just growing through that because that is just absolutely wild it's really and truly amazing Now, with how much the business has grown over the past few years, do you find that for instructors, you have a lot of artists reaching out to you? Or are you pitching artists to come on to the team? Kind of how is that balanced? Because it's probably a little tricky,
1: I feel like, between the two. Yeah, Jess works with uh, Stephanie, another one of our um, instructors, but also does work for us uh, as our recruiter um so she she and Jess I don't know Jess if you want to take that question how you guys yeah
3: yeah so Steph and I work really closely we we want to make sure that the talent that we bring on are qualified calligraphers we want to make sure that you know what you're talking about before you go out and teach because we want to maintain that level of education even if it is a more simplified fun version of calligraphy um so Steph and I kind of look across Instagram and TikTok. um, And if there's somebody that really catches our eye, we chat about it, we send out outreach, um, but we also do have a ton of interest that comes in from artists all over the place asking If we have somebody in their area, we have a lot of people in London that message a lot, which we're hoping eventually to be able to get there and kind of everywhere. But yeah, Steph and I kind of just go through it and see the areas that we're really looking to expand actively and start recruiting from there.
0: Oh, neat. It's so crazy because it's like you're just running this entire business of continually hiring and just it's wild to me. It's just crazy. Now, moving forward into the future, I'm sure that you have so many big plans. Like you just mentioned, even like maybe internationally in the future would be incredible. Do you have anything on your list of things in the upcoming years that you would love to achieve
2: and push towards? Well, right now we are so in love with in-person teaching again. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. yes, that's been our goal this whole time, but now it's actually really happening um, since this pandemic, and you know, it's 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 a new normal for us. Um, so sticking to the basics with that is what our, um, laser focus is right now, but as we've seen, the world throws us different things. So we're so excited for the future and what will come our way.
1: Yeah. We still have so many cities to break into. Like we'd love to just be, you know, a household name in something that people get calligraphy to people who might have never heard of it before this and
2: want to give it a try. So that's
1: kind of, you know, we're looking at all the cities and where we can, we can expand into.
2: Yeah, and they're not even teaching cursive in most schools anymore. It's turning into you know this thing that's disappearing in front of our eyes. So our goal is to just bring that art back, and it's something that you know doesn't require a lot of um, a lot of tools. It's just very simple, and really, it's just it's also self care. Like it's just relaxing and lettering go hand in hand, unless you're doing. Two hundred envelopes, we know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you if you just bring it down to the basics, it really is a nice, beautiful art form that um, you can share with everyone around you.
0: That's wonderful. Well, this has been such a wonderful interview chatting with all three of you. I feel like I've learned so much. I know that everyone listening, I'm sure, has learned so much. And I feel like you may have some inquiries for some new instructors, people who may be interested in teaching. I'm sure. At the end of all of our podcast episodes, I have a little like figurative detailed diary that we just write a note of inspiration down and in, just a lasting note for the listener. So if any of you or either of you have just a lasting note that you want to leave off
1: with. Just go for it. About just learning a new skill like calligraphy, you just never know where it will lead you. I was able to quit my My medical job when I started learning and down, you know, a few years down the road, I never imagined that I would have a company like this and get to meet people like Julie and Jess and our whole team. So if you're on the fence about learning calligraphy or anything new for that matter, just to go for it, try it, and you just never know what will happen.
0: Awesome. I love that. So true for all of our small businesses. Well, thank you, Jess, Meg, and Julie for coming on the podcast. This has been such a wonderful interview. I will leave all the Sip and Script information below, social media handles, everything like that. So listeners can go check it out. And thank you so much. And I just can't wait to continue following along and seeing where the business goes. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.